welcome to this Sunday morning meeting podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Paul Abel. Um, so I was saying, Elizabeth was reading from this here, and this was our readings for the 40 days of prayer and fasting. And it's been amazing to uh, just be able to keep using those for 40 days. And if you've been using them, uh, and you want to carry on using readings, we're actually going to do that. We're going to be using uh, a new theme called Sure and Certain Hope, and all the details, everything you need, will be on Facebook. Okay, so Sure and Certain Hope, look out for that. I'm going to be continuing um, readings, and Claire is going to continue putting uh, her thoughts, her uh, her, her talk parts, if you like, written down on Facebook as well. So that's going to be good. Now, in the reading that we just heard, Elizabeth read, it was verse 6 in the reading, the uh, young man who was an angel, though the women didn't really recognize that um, at that point anyway, he says to them, don't be afraid. I mean, that was probably one of the most strange things he could have said in some way, because of course they were afraid. Suddenly the tomb was open, suddenly the body was gone, and suddenly there's this rather strange man there with some sort of awe about him who's saying, don't be afraid. But actually, the reality is that the hope of Easter, the hope of Resurrection Sunday, the hope of going from uh, the cross through death of Saturday to life and ascension through Resurrection Sunday is what gives us hope that there is something in the world to look that is beyond this world. What we see around us, what we have around us, it's not everything. There is so much more that we can see with our eyes or hear with our ears or even discover through science. There is a God who loves us. I mean, if you think about it, this Easter message of Jesus' death and resurrection. If it didn't happen, then it's completely irrelevant and it's totally unimportant. If there was no resurrection, it really doesn't matter. And in fact, Paul puts it that we're to be pitied. But if it did happen, if there was a resurrection if it, and a coming back to life from a man who called himself the Son of God, the Messiah, the Son of Man, then it's totally relevant. How could it not be if God has spoken to humankind by coming and visiting us? Then it is completely and utterly and totally important. Just the one thing it can't be is an interesting story or a little bit important. It's either true and we need to listen or it's something that happened and it's irrelevant because the whole package of what happens at Easter is the whole thing. It's not a, it's not from that comes love your neighbor, love yourself, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. But it's that is all not important if Jesus didn't rise from the dead. But there is so much evidence for it. It's been said many times by academics, not just preachers, that it is one of the most attested pieces of evidence in history. God offers hope. The uh, angel says, I know you're looking for Jesus the Nazarene. And you know what? I believe there are people watching right now and watching this video once it goes up as a recording. That is true of you. I know that you are looking for Jesus the Nazarene. You are looking for more than you have right now. You know there's something more to do with life 
than beyond what you have. And you want to discover a new hope. You want to discover something beyond coronavirus and everything else. Let me tell you, it absolutely is. I know you're looking for Jesus the Nazarene. It's amazing how many people are actually looking for Jesus. Sometimes they don't know it because we've seen you know, so many bad portrayals from, from us, the church, too. Let's hold our hands up and say, we ask, we ask for forgiveness. We've not always been great uh, at showing who God is. But the one person who really demonstrated God because he was God was Jesus Christ walking on the planet. And of course, he didn't just walk 2,000 years ago. We can walk with him now because he rose from the dead. You see, in the beginning, God made humankind in his image. What does that mean? It means that image of love and peace and joy and happiness and, and blessed. When you look at humankind, although it's been damaged, you can see in the goodness that happens what God is truly like. Sometimes people blame the bad things on God. You know what? It's the good things that are like God. It, the bad things that happen are a result of the corruption. Jesus Sorry, well, it was Jesus, but God breathed life into us. Even when we're born, when we come out the womb, just as the first human beings, when there's that first <gasps> intake of breath, it's not just an intake of breath. God is breathing into us. But because of sin, because of wanting to do our own thing, you know, gossip, lying, lust, stealing, being greedy, all these things, because of humankind generally wanting to do their own thing and not what God has said, the world itself has become twisted, corrupted. It's a suffering world. It's full of tragedy. It's full of tears. It's full of struggle. But there is hope. Now, the Bible says, and this verse, you may not have heard it, but it's quoted a lot when talking to people about the Bible's message. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And this is true. All have. We've all fallen short of God's standard. It's, it's a bit like comparing it to somebody trying to swim the Atlantic from Ireland to America. You know, you can get somebody who can't swim that paddles into the sea, and you could get a professional swimmer that paddles into the sea. And the professional swimmer is going to get a long way, a lot further than the person who can't swim. But they're not going to get there. We are so far short of God's glory. But Jesus came to take us from Ireland to America. He came to take us across the gap that it came to break down in relationship and restore that relationship. This is the message of Jesus. At, Chris, at, at Christmas? Well, it is at Christmas too, but it's the message of Jesus at Easter that God came. God sent his son because of love, that whoever believes in him won't perish, but live eternally with him. But the great thing about this verse, and it's often missed out, is that it is totally sandwiched by what God has done to ensure the answer to this. It's kind of a fact in the middle of God's glory. The emphasis is not on the sin and separation here. The emphasis is on how amazing God is and what he's done for us. Come on, let me, let me read you a, a couple of bits from this. The Bible says, okay, that God's righteousness, this is going back into verse 22, we were reading 6, 20, uh, 323, 
God's righteousness through for, through Jesus Christ for all who believe receive that gift. So first of all, know this. There's not just Easter eggs for you, though you're probably looking forward to them if you like chocolate. It's something far more, a, a much stronger gift at Easter. It is the gift of Jesus that gives you righteousness, literally being put right with God so that you can be restored to the relationship that God wants you to be restored to. This is, woohoo, you know, it says, and then it says, there's no difference for all of sin. There's no difference, whoever you are, wherever you are, whoever you are, we're all in the same boat. We all can't get there on our own. But because of God's mercy, because of God's grace, then something different happens. What it says in verse 24, after the for all of sin, we are freely put right with God. There's no price. We don't have to buy in it. We don't have to try and be good enough for it. It is totally by grace that we are saved through faith, through believing in what Jesus has done. We are freely put right with God. His gift of love and favor now cascades over us because Jesus, the anointed one, has freed us from guilt, punishment and the power of sin. You see, separation from God causes the symptoms of these things are loneliness because we were made to be in relationship with God and people around us. Fear, anxiety, all the kind of things that stem from that are to do with a separation from God. But now in Jesus, there is a new hope through that cross of Jesus Christ. We can be restored to Jesus. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, three persons. It is the awesome story of Easter. See, God sent his Son, and then God sent his Holy Spirit, who comes upon us now when we respond to God. That's the one thing. In all of this, in all of what I've just read, in all the free, free gift, in all the righteousness that is available, there has to be a response from us. This is a free gift, but you've got to pick up the gift. You've got to unwrap the gift and you've got to take the gift out the box, as it were. Jesus offers relationship, freedom, forgiveness, holiness, eternal life now. You have to respond. It's not there just to be a story, because if it's just a little bit of a story, it really is irrelevant. It's not a little bit of a story. It is the most important event that has happened throughout of history. So we're going to do three things together. And for those of you that already know the Lord Jesus, let's do it together as a renewal of who we are in Christ as we go forward. But if you've never said yes to Jesus, if you've never said, okay, I'm a sinner and I want that free gift, what Jesus offers me at the cross, then this will be your moment of coming into new life right now. And I pray this for you, whether you're watching it live or whether you're watching it as a recorded thing on YouTube later down the road. It's just as real for you right now because God is with you right now, wherever you are in the world, sitting now, watching on your phone, watching on your monitor, watching on your TV. God is with you to see you restored to Jesus. We're going to do three things. We're going to repent. We're going to receive. We're going to rely. And those three things, repent, receive, rely, are part 
of making this journey with Jesus. Okay, so first let's repent. Well, what does repent mean? It's one of those repentance. It can be one of those highly religious words. It literally means in Greek, the word is metanoia. It literally means to change your mind. And we're going to change our minds about focusing on fear, anxiety, sin, everything else, and turn our focus on Jesus. Instead of going our own way, we're going to go his way. It's a saying, sorry for putting ourselves in charge of our lives and a surrender to Jesus at the cross. But what he gives you is relationship, freedom, forgiveness, eternal life, salvation. The first, where you are right now, just make that decision, you will follow him. You can't follow somebody unless you turn and walk with them. Obviously, we're talking about a spiritual walk, but the outworking of that spiritual work often has very practical consequences. It's, it's about um, getting out there and helping. I know some of our guys have been helping at our local Rainbow Center, which works with the food bank and it's money advice and everything that goes on in, in that sort of a place. There's been some of our guys doing that. Our community angels have been making more and more connections. This is also all actually part of repentance. It's not doing it to get saved. You can't do that. Jesus has done everything. But it's turning from selfish, turning to selfless in God. So you've got to turn and receive his forgiveness. You've got to acknowledge that whatever you've done, whatever you've not done, Jesus is bigger than you. Jesus is bigger than what you've done. And the death, his death on the cross was enough. You can't say, oh, I've done too much, because if you do, you're saying you're bigger than God. You're not bigger than God. So you have to ask Jesus for forgiveness. And you acknowledge and thank him that he died on the cross for you. If you were the only person, you would have still done it. He didn't stay on a cross. He rose to new life to give you new life rose from the dead that's after all why it's called resurrection sunday that's what we remember at easter so that's the repent and we'll turn this into a prayer very very shortly receive was the next word i gave it's not just a repentance because it's not really about us it's about what god has done it's all about jesus it's all about the mercy of god and the grace of god and what do we receive then will we receive that mercy we receive that grace. Mercy is what washes us clean and says, the slate is clean. You're my child. You're walking on with me. You're, you're now part of this family. That, that's, that's what that is. That's, you're receiving that and believing that. There is a righteousness that you receive, as we were reading earlier in Romans. You will receive righteousness. In other words, you will be right with God. You can come right before God because he's your father. You can run and sit in his lap if you like, or you can fall at his feet and worship him because he is also the Lord Almighty. You also receive Jesus in the sense of you receive Jesus into your life to walk with him from now on and to learn and discover the adventure of following Jesus. Because if you're genuinely doing this today, your life won't be the same again. You also receive a place in God's family, the body of Christ. Now, we're kind of all self-isolated right now, but through all these different online things, we are actually discovering all new ways to be connected together. And at Easter, we either are reminded or you're making that first step today of being received 
into the family, received into the body of Christ. Hang on a minute. And finally, rely. You're not going to do this on your own. Grace is what enables you to live how God has called you to live. It is actually impossible to be a Christian. You can't do it. It is impossible to be a follower of Jesus, a disciple of our Lord. It's only possible because we have received the Holy Spirit and now we will rely on that Holy Spirit to walk with God. We rely on the Holy Spirit and we rely on the word. That's what we have written down in the Bible. We will rely on the word and the spirit. So, If you want to move on fresh with God into the new season, because believe me, when we come out of lockdown, it's going to be an amazing event. Jesus came out of lockdown on Easter Sunday and it changed the world. Why not when the church comes out of lockdown? It will change the world in the same way. But Jesus did say we will do greater things than he did. And I believe that's possible. How about you? Uh, let's pray. And if you're doing this for the first time or many a time, it's a rejoicing that we're coming out of lockdown. We're coming out of the grave and we're going to stand with Jesus in resurrection. After all, he is risen. And so too are we risen in Christ. The old is gone. The new has come. Let's pray using repent, receive, rely. Father, I repent of doing things my own way. You, you repeat this after me. I'll start again and I'll give you a short space to repent, uh, sorry, to pray and repent after me so that you can say this prayer along. But feel free to add anything that is of your own words. Sorry, let's start again. Father, I repent of doing things my own way. I choose to turn to you and I change my mind. I make you Lord of my life. Thank you that you died on the cross for me. I thank you that you have risen from the dead for me. I choose to believe in you. Now we're going to pray the receive part. We thank God for all that we receive in Jesus as we repent. Father, I thank you. I receive your righteousness. Thank you that I am put right with God. Thank you that I receive love. Thank you that I receive acceptance. Thank you that I receive Jesus, thank you that I receive the Holy Spirit now. Holy Spirit, come and fill me and enable me to speak in tongues and prophesy. And we'll tell you more about that another time, but the Holy Spirit can tell you directly. Lord Jesus, I receive your Holy Spirit. I receive a place in your family, God. I receive a place in your church. I receive my place in the body of Christ. And finally, rely. And this is really important because we don't want to turn our 
faith in God into works. Works come, but they come as a result of our faith because it changes the way we look at life. We're going to rely. We're going to rely on the word and the spirit. So this is the final bit of the prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you that in Jesus' name, I have been born again by trusting in your Son. I have received the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you that I will rely on your word as I read it. And I will rely on your Spirit to live by your grace, which is your favour upon me that enables me live this new life if you've prayed that prayer this morning getting for the first time particularly but get in touch anyway you can get in touch with us and we'll be delighted to know uh, about what you've done and we'll 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 um, try and help you along that walk because you truly have joined the body of christ and when we come out of lockdown get along to a good local church or if you're around us come and meet us face to face let's read that verse uh, from the reading that Elizabeth read early, just as I come to the end of this message today. This is the angel speaking to the women that had just gone to the tomb. But you know what? He's speaking to us now. Jesus is no longer missing. He's here. This is the verse. Don't be afraid. I know you're looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, the one they nailed on the cross. He's been raised up. He's no longer here. Jesus was no longer physically present in that tomb because he'd risen into new life. And that is the amazing message of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Wow. I've got a couple of things to tell you uh, before we just finish here. And uh, they're really very short. One thing is I've been asked to remind you Although we've mentioned it already, I mentioned it in the on, from the stage. Uh, don't forget that you can give online. That will really, really help the uh, the church, the trust, to keep going in these times. So that will be a real blessing for us. So thank you. Uh, and particularly, I'm told that the PayPal method is one of the really most efficient ones. The PayPal.me KF Yorkshire. Now I've got something. Uh, Oh, there you go. It's there. <laughs> Sorry, looking at the wrong thing. Then it's definitely there now. Okay, right. There you go. Um, one other thing that I want to show you uh, before we go. The, this afternoon, uh, we've got a premiere here on Light to North. We've got um, an international speaker uh, who has very kindly, um, he's, he said he's given it to a few friends this particular prophetic word uh it's paul manwaring who i'm sure you'll know from all the different this conferences a a great uh a great friend of ours and um, i'm just going to show you a bit of it uh, because this is going to be premiering this afternoon at 3 30. let's just have a look at this bit what a privilege it is today to have the opportunity of sharing with you through uh, technology and even being able to film and record um, in my own home at this most unusual season, this extraordinary time that we found ourselves living in. And I 
uh, like many of you, have been uh, finding myself picking up my Bible and, and reading and, and praying and, and just seeking the Lord and, and taking communion, and listening to worship songs as we, as we walk through this season together. And one of the thoughts that I had uh, about a week or so ago, um, really about the sort of the first two or three days of, of our lockdown here uh, in the UK, I, I, I was just thinking, and I realized that you cannot really understand uh, the Bible very well without understanding something of exile, of captivity, of wilderness, of journeys, and of waiting. It, it is so much a part of the story of the Bible. And I had impressed on me this thought to, and to be honest, I would go as far as this, say that the Lord uh, said to me, have a look at what the prophets speak into captivity and look at what the psalmists sing as they come out of captivity or exile. And that's why I want to start by reading a psalm, which I love very much. And I've called this message growing fruit in captivity for one, for one of a better type. So that's going to be at 3.30 this afternoon and uh, enjoy. The reason I've done it as a premiere is it shows at 3.30 and the chat comes up just like it does on live stream. So you can be talking to one another about what Paul is uh, saying and preaching, whether you find it helpful, uh, but receive from it because it really is a prophetic now word. Um, and that's it really for this morning. It's been uh, really great to have you here on Easter Sunday. Have a fantastic afternoon. I'm going to show you, uh, just to finish with, just a, a whimsical um, little uh, piece that happened in the Abel household, their Easter egg hunt, because it is about family. It is about having a great time. So let's just pray. God bless you, everybody. God be with you. Have a fantastic rest of day. If you're separated from family, I pray you can connect by the power of Zoom. Don't forget, after this video, uh, as soon as I get a cup of coffee made and round to that, we will be um, we will be going to Hub Online. John will be putting the details up so that you can get that here on uh, here on YouTube, but also he'll put the details up on Facebook. Okay, so we'll go out with just this fun video to finish. But God bless you, everybody, and see you soon. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.